continued to work today toward a regular season that they hope they finally get over the hump, maybe get to the playoffs, win a couple of playoff games. The thing about the comments on this channel, I think they're really interesting day after day after day. And one of the comments I get again and again is that Frank Reich is not necessarily seen positively by the fan base or certain segments of the fan base. Is he the right guy for this job? Is he the right guy for this challenge to lead this team to where Jim Irsay wants him to go? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about a, a top recruit leaving uh, his commitment, abandoning his commitment to Indiana football. He's reopened his his recruiting. We'll talk about that a little bit and what it means for Indiana football. It's Fast Friday at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Qualifications weekend, dead ahead for a, a, an event that is extremely relevant in the city of Indianapolis, but not so relevant elsewhere. There is one relevant portion to this discussion about the Indianapolis 500, which takes place in just nine days, and we'll talk about that too. Other stuff going on. Tiger Woods, not so good yesterday. Bogeyed the last two, came out uh, four under or four over. Rory McIlroy, same group, five under. He's the leader. We'll talk a little bit about the PGA. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, May 20th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Johnson's Plumbing is where you go if you've got a plumbing problem. We had a garbage disposal issue last night. I was able to remedy it. But we had Johnson's Plumbing on the phone, ready to go. They would have been here in a minute trying to fix that thing, but I got it done myself which is nice. I'm not usually very handy around the house. Last night I was, but we would not have hesitated to call Johnson's Plumbing at 765-610-8809 had we needed to. We enjoy the visits from Johnson's Plumbing from time to time. All right, hit subscribe, ring the like, or uh, smash the like button, and ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. And if you have a question of an urgent nature, Feel free to donate. I will answer the question immediately upon receipt. All right. Let's talk about sports. Frank Reich. I got no problem with Frank Reich. People talk about Frank Reich like he's some debacle as a coach because a lot of quarterbacks come and go. I don't know what Frank Reich had to do with any of it. Year one, Andrew Luck, he played arguably his best season. You can look at the statistics and say best season for Andrew Luck in 2018. He decides to retire 15 days prior to the regular season opener in 19. So the Colts, they have Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett doesn't work out. They don't like the yards per attempt number for Jacoby Brissett, so they move to Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers at the age of 38 then 39, he retires because he's old and because he could not lead the Colts back to a winning score with two and a half minutes left on the clock against the Buffalo Bills. So he said to hell with it. I'm going to coach my kids in high school football down in Mobile, Alabama. So the following year, they decide Carson Wentz. Now this you hold Frank Reich accountable for because Frank Reich stumped for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz did not validate Frank Reich's confidence. And that is a demerit against Frank Reich. Make no mistake about that. Now Wentz done. The mistake was realized. The mistake was corrected as quickly as it was realized. And Matt Ryan comes in as kind of a Philip Rivers Jr. for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't hold Frank Reich accountable 
for anything but kind of the successes that these guys had. I think you can look statistically and say these Rivers had a real bounce back year. Luck, like I said, had a terrific year. I don't think anybody could have gotten more or better out of Jacoby Brissett. We'll see what happens. E even Carson Wentz. Compared to what Carson Wentz did in 2020, 2021 was a really good year for Carson Wentz, and Frank Reich had something to do with that. I have no problem with Frank Reich. Frank Reich is signed as the head coach of the Colts through 2026. That extension was signed less than a year ago. It was August of 21 that that extension was re-signed. He is 37 and 28 in the regular season. That's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, there are things that he's got to do to validate my confidence in him and maybe build confidence within some of you who, who are paying attention to this, right? Because you guys, he's on shaky ground with some of you guys and, and ladies. He has got to win the opener. He's got to establish urgency. Look, if you can't beat the Houston Texans on the road in the opener, you got a problem. That's got to happen. Frank Reich has yet to win an opener in his four seasons. The Colts have yet to win an opener since 2013, and they have yet to win their first two since 2009. They have yet to win their first two on the road since 1977, when they were seven or eight, seven years from moving to Indianapolis from Baltimore. That's a long time ago, almost a half century. They have got to get off the schneid. They have got to get rolling early. Road games against Houston and Jacksonville, two of the worst teams in the NFL. You have got to take care of business against those two teams if you want this to be a successful season. Five of their first seven games are against AFC South opponents, and all seven of their first seven games are against AFC opponents. you got to come out hot or you are really going to have a tough time digging your way out. You only play six games against the AFC South, right? Five of them in the first seven. You got a lot of heavy lifting to do early in this season. And if you kind of like, hey, we're going to get 1% better, and you sort of la-di-da into the season like the Colts tend to do, because let's face it, Frank Reich is not a fire and brimstone guy. He doesn't walk into the locker room and throw tables and throw cups at people and, and start yelling. He's very calm. Let's get 1% better. That's the thing. He's very positive. He's very fatherly, or, or if not fatherly, uncle-ly, right? He's kind of Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank puts his arm around you. It's all going to be okay. That is kind of the Frank Reich vibe. And it's got to pay dividends early in the season or ain't going to matter what they do late in the season. You got to get to 10 and 7. Um, he's made the playoffs in even-numbered seasons. He made the playoffs in 18, made the playoffs in 20, needs to make the playoffs in 22. When he gets great quarterback play, and this goes for virtually every NFL team, you get good quarterback play, boom, you go to the playoffs. Need Frank, uh, Matt Ryan to be really good this year. Need Matt Ryan to be Philip Rivers. What Philip Rivers was in 20, uh, Matt Ryan's got to be this year. Philip Rivers, 7.7 .7 yards per attempt. If Matt Ryan throws for 7.7 .7 yards per attempt, the Colts are going to win 12 games. It's just that simple. Now they're going to be able to do it. A lot has to do with the health at the wide receiver position. Can they keep Paris Campbell healthy? Can Alec Pierce 
be a guy who can be counted on for 17 games and not just run vertical routes, but to have kind of a mature route tree and be productive his rookie season? And can Michael Pittman build on what was a really good sophomore season into that junior year and establish himself as a true number one with the Indianapolis Colts? And let's face it, Jelani Woods has got to be, he is a unique athlete. Colts got to utilize him correctly. Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, I'd like to see him gain about 550 fewer yards than last year. I'd like to see him around, you know, the 1250-1300. That's a good sweet spot for an offense that is running correctly. You get to 1800, you're relying too much on your run game, as the Colts did last year. Uh, he has spent all his equity in his belief in Carson Wentz. That did not play well with Jim Ursay and the Brain Trust at uh, the Colts Training Center out on West 56th Street. It just didn't. So he's going to have to recoup some of that trust. Um, he has been the master of saying nothing and angering no one. But the time's come for success. And if it takes ruffling a few feathers, he's got to ruffle some feathers. Frank Reich, under contract through 2026, like I said, I think he's the right guy. I think Chris Ballard's the right guy. I got no problem with either of those guys at all long-term in their roles with the Colts organization. I think they're fine. I And and I'm usually pretty good at understanding where, the, where these guys are kind of in their half-life in their positions, right? Chris Ballard, Frank Reich, they're not where Ryan Grigson and Chuck Pagano were in 2015 or 2016. We remember that media availability on a Sunday night like 10:15, right? You didn't know whether people were going to get fired or what the hell was going to happen. Every, everybody got together saying kumbaya, and a year later, Ryan Grigson was fired. Two years later, Chuck Pagano was fired. Uh, Dan McCullough, ta-ta, safety, formerly out of Bloomington South High School. I think he went to South, not North. Um, he is the son of former running backs coach, Dylan McCullough. Uh, he was the running backs coach for Tom Allen at Indiana last season and the associate head coach. He has moved to Notre Dame to join Marcus Freeman as Marcus Freeman tries to continue the success that Brian Kelly built in South Bend. So uh, McCullough leaves and now the younger McCullough leaving his commitment as a uh, four-star commit to Indiana football. The momentum not positive in Bloomington right now. And Tom Allen's going to have to reverse that. Things are things are tricky with the transfer portal and NIL and all of that. It's tricky to build a quality program and keep a quality program rolling. Indiana last year, two and ten, zero and nine in the Big Ten. That can't happen again. Even though Tom is signed through 2027, you can't go donut two years in a row or the uh, enthusiasm and the momentum for Indiana football that had built over the previous two seasons will be entirely stripped bare. Um, the uh, NIL kerfuffle between Jimbo Fisher and Deion Sanders and uh, Nick Saban is just good entertainment. And, and Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, ought to just leave it be. Who the hell cares? It's good for college football to have these guys yelling at each other. It's a lot of fun. Anger sells, so don't get in the way of the anger. Uh, Jimbo Fisher yesterday said he knows where the bodies are buried and that Nick Saban isn't God. You should ask God, who is despicable, God being 
Nick Saban, not, you know, that God. Uh, how he built what he's got at Alabama and how he built what he had at LSU and how he built what he had at Michigan State. Nick Saban does not lose. He's going to get great talent come hell or high water. This has changed things. Nick Saban said something in response, though, that's just laughable. And what he said is this isn't professional sports about college football. Really? Why are you making $10.5 million if this isn't professional sports? If this is just education, why aren't you making a professor's salary, Nick? Why aren't you a tenured educator at the age of 70 making, let's say, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year would be nice, one fifty, two hundred. Guy can live pretty well on that. Why are you making $10.5 million a year if this isn't professional sports? What I think he meant was we don't like paying players because it complicates things. And I'd already figured out how to pay players behind the backs of the NCAA so he didn't get caught and all the bags went to the right people at the right time. And now we've got to completely reinvent the system that brought me national championships and a whole ton of wealth. Why are we doing that? I think that's what Nick Saban meant. Rory McIlroy, 500 yesterday. He's the leader after the first round at Southern Hills in the PGA Championship. How about uh, John Daly yesterday? Good Lord, John Daly went out kind of hot. He bogeyed the last three to finish at two over. We love seeing J.D. play well. Jordan Speed two over. Tiger Woods, four over. Rory, Jordan, Tiger, all in the same group. They're going to go off at 2.36 this afternoon. Fast Friday. At the Indianapolis Motor Speedway today, the boost is turned up to qualification trim, and, and we'll see who's fast out at 16th and Georgetown. Um, the Indianapolis 500 qualifica qualifications occur tomorrow, although it's going to be rainy, so that's going to be tough, and then Sunday as well. And, and qualifying for the poll has now become even more complicated. The top 12 cars from Saturday earn a chance to win one of six spots. They all get a, a four-lap run to earn one of six spots, and out of those six, one will be the pole position winner. I, that's real complicated. It used to be kind of simple. Everybody got a turn at, at the pole, and the fastest car won it. And it didn't make a lot of sense because it was early like in the four days of qualification, there were four days of qualification back then, right? Thank you, Austin. Appreciate the donation. Um, four days of qualifications, and the pole position might have been arrested like with the first run at noon on Saturday. So, uh, but this is complicated, and we don't like complicated. Racing, being simple, makes it fun to watch. NASCAR and their point system, you know, in different times during races they award points that's too complicated for me nascar you sit around you take a nap you watch your cars and whoever wins gets the points that, that's fine by me indycar uh, needs to be similarly simple and let's keep it simple with the blackout let's not have a blackout let's have it on tv this is a civic celebration for the city of indianapolis people only care about the indianapolis 500 in central indiana Blacking it out here is absolutely ridiculous. It is the stupidest thing you could possibly do. And Roger Penske is not a stupid man. He understands the power of television and that if you're not on live TV, you don't exist to people under the age of 30. 
and that is where your future audience is coming from. So don't be a dope. Open it up to everybody so we can all watch. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, birthdays. Scott Howell, the great Scott Howell, celebrating a birthday. John Alden celebrating a birthday. If you got problems, legal problems, criminal legal problems, call John Alden. Uh, Claire Eller, happy birthday. Will Sterrett, happy birthday. Scott Campbell, the great Dustin DePirac, celebrating a birthday. Troy Botkins, Alan Jones, Carolyn Tuck Young, and the great Allison Craning. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. I, I had people accuse me of using a green screen the other day. By the way, there's Ivy Idol right back there. There is the orb of wisdom. Look here. You can't do this with a green screen, for God's sake. This is the backyard. Look at this. Got this at a wood carving event. Uh... Last summer? Late last summer. Uh, who's going to be a rookie? Who's going to do well? Alec Pierce is going to be a rookie who does well. That's the guy to watch for. Jelani Woods, second. We'll see. Uh, later today, Inside Indiana Sports Now. It's a Friday. By the way, call in. Download the call-in app. We're going to have a call-in show tomorrow noon. Cannot wait to talk to you then. It's just like talk radio. It's all kinds of fun. We'll talk about the Colts. Colts call in. Download the call-in app. Talk to you later this afternoon.